Testing, testing, one, two, one, two. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of As the Sports World Burns. I am Tony Burns, 30-year veteran covering high school sports. Here to talk sports and other things using old school knowledge with a new school perspective. It's been a Busy, busy week in South Arkansas, high school level. But uh, let's start. Um, one thing that's been on my mind this week, and I'm a little late with it, to be honest with you, but I'm not a big Winter Olympics guy. Uh, but uh, I couldn't help but notice the, the figure skating controversy. The young Russian, um, 15-year-old Russian, Camilla Valieva, um, the favorite to win the gold medal in figure skating, uh, singles figure figure skating. Uh, and she was tested positive for a banned substance. And um, that's been the controversy. She eventually competed, but she finished fourth, fell a couple of times. Uh, understandable. Uh, the pressure she was under, uh, 15 years old. Um. You know, it was the controversy was should she have been competing in the first place after she tested positive? Um, and the answer is obviously no, she shouldn't have been competing. Um, you know, they didn't have proof of it. Uh, they were still investigating, uh, and she denied it. And so they kind of, I think the they were kind of caught a little bit. She's 15 years old. She's a child. There's no way anyone believes a 15-year-old is going to prescribe illegal medication for herself in order to cheat. So someone obviously gave her the banned substance, and so it's kind of a it's 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 not a, it's a ticklish situation, a ticklish, a touchy situation. Uh, I did not like how some of the Americans, uh, commentators, and and fans or whoever kind of took their anger out on the child. I don't think, you know, blame Russia. Russia cheats. They're known for cheating. That's why they don't have a Russian team. It's the Russian Olympic Committee team or whatever. Um, and they cheat in the summer. They cheat in the winter. If there was a spring Olympics, they would cheat in that. They cheat. Uh, it's, but to just paint the entire nation of athletes is cheaters. I, I, I don't think it's fair. Uh, I think in this, I think a lot of it, the coaches and the people are pressured to win and they're giving these athletes stuff that sometimes I bet these athletes don't even know they're taking. And so, uh, I really feel bad for a lot of the athletes over there, especially in this case. Um, like I said, it, it's, I don't know a lot about figure skating, but when the, when the thing started, they were talking about this girl being a phenom and just in, incredible. And so I actually watched it. And I have to admit, she looked way different from everybody else. I was like, oh, my God, this girl's pretty good. And so when the, then to come back with a positive drug test, is, it really makes you feel bad about it. Um, one thing about uh, the American sprinter, Shikari Richardson, who – Missed out on the Summer Olympics uh, after she tested positive for marijuana uh, before the Olympic trials. Uh, her story was that uh, her mom had passed away, and she said she was 
uh, taking marijuana to ease the pain and uh, and all that. I don't. I've never smoked marijuana, so I have no idea uh, if that's what it does. But that was her reasoning. Um, and but now she came out and she said, "Well, uh, you know, why does this young girl get to compete?" But I didn't get to compete after my positive drug test. What's the difference? And then uh, um, she kind of hinted that it was about race. And uh, as a black man, you know, I, I'm very sensitive to racial inequality and all that. I really don't think the race card can be played in this instance. Uh, the difference, uh, Ms. Richardson, is you're an adult who knowingly took a banned substance. You admit it, you knowingly took a banned substance. Uh, whereas uh, the Russian young lady is a 15-year-old child who was given, uh, most likely given, a banned substance. Uh, so there's that, plus the fact that uh, her, uh, the Russian young lady's uh, case is still being investigated, uh, which, I mean, I would assume she's going to come back guilty. Uh, her her reason was she took, it's a heart medication that, that the uh, the Russian girl ended up taking that supposedly gives you, it, it helps with your endurance, probably during training, which may help her train a little longer, maybe. Um, but she said she got it from her grandfather because, you know, 15 year olds don't take heart medication. So, um, so that's the excuse. I, I don't know. And, uh, who knows if that's going to hold up. It seems a little kind of sketchy. I'm sure it's something they told the, the Russian people told her to say, but anyway, it's, it's, but it is a difference. There's some doubt, uh, in, in hers, whereas in Miss Richardson's case, there was no doubt. And it was smoking marijuana, uh, before the Olympic trials. It's just, you're an adult. Don't compare yourself. Don't say the race card for when it's applicable. It's not in this case. Um, on the and that and, the, and obviously in the Winter Olympics I don't follow them that much and I, I follow the, the stars. And Michaela Schiffer had a terrible Olympics. Uh, she was supposed to win three or four goals and she may not win any. Uh, I, she only finished like two races uh, in downhill skiing. I should tell the sport, I guess. But um, but after each race, she talks to the reporters and 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 she's very honest and open. So um, she didn't win any medals, but uh, uh, she's looked like a world-class champion, even in defeat. So props to her. And I'll be honest with you, I don't follow any of the other stuff. Um, so there's that. On a local level, uh, just tonight, as a matter of fact, uh, Eldorado wrestler, high school wrestler, Dante Maker, uh, finished as a state runner-up in Class 5A in the state meet uh, in uh, the 195-pound division. He lost in the second overtime to a, um, a wrestler from Van Buren. And um, he's been wrestling for two years. Eldorado's had a wrestling program for two years. So for them to have a wrestler make it to the state championship match is amazing. Uh, and this young man's a junior, so he should be back next year. Um, talked to him. He was devastated that he lost. Uh, they thought some controversy off the record. Uh, Elderated people thought he got screwed. Uh, he, 
He had to throw late in in the match in the third period. Uh, that was shooting awarded two points would have given him the win. They put the two points on the board. Then another official came in and they discussed it, and they took the two points off the board, which made it go into overtime. He thought he'd won it. His coach thought he'd won it. Fans thought he'd won it, and they're still not sure why he didn't win it. Uh, so, you know, uh, I wasn't there to see it. I'm just going by what was I was told. Uh, so yeah, eh, you know that that happens in every sport, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, it's still an incredible accomplishment um, by Dante Maker. Uh, congratulations to him. Uh, people should be getting excited about this wrestling program in El Dorado. They have a chance to be really good. Uh, the key for that is getting a coach, getting stability in the coaching situation. If they could get a coach there who really wants the job and knows what he's doing, he can, he'll stay there for a while. Uh, Elroy will be really good. It will be a powerhouse in wrestling. Boys or girls. Boys and girls. Write it down. Uh, also, locally, uh, the regional tournament starts next week. Um, for the smaller schools, Junction City boys, Parker Chapel's girls, will both be competing on Thursday for the right to uh, earn a berth in the 2A state tournament, which will be held at Junction City. Big deal Thursday. The regional tournament will be in Dirks. Um, Junction's boys are the one seed, so they should have a a, um, a leg up in that. They have a really good shot. Parker's Chapel's girls will be going as a three seed. They lost in the semifinals last week, came back and beat Gurdon in the third place game. It's very, very important to get the three seed instead of the four seed. The four seed, you'd be, you'd be facing a district champion. Uh, so, you know, good luck to them, especially for me, because I'm supposed to be covering the 2A state tournament, and I don't really want to waste a whole lot of time covering it if I don't have anybody local in it. Uh, I'm not interested in going down and watching Buffalo Island versus Clarendon or somebody. So, uh, so please, local teams, do me a favor. Give me somebody to cover. Go Lady Trojans. Go Dragons. Win. <laughs> uh, and um, before I go, I've really been into the NCAA basketball this season not the men the women um and so my top five list this week will be the top five teams heading into the ncaa tournament for the women top five and uh and rather than going the usual way go five four three two one this time let's go from one to five because the drama is at the five spot for me number one the favorite it's South Carolina, South Kakalaki, coached by Don Staley. Um, the Gamecocks are loaded. They have size, the dominant post player um, in the country. Um, they have guards. They have everything. Uh, I think South Carolina will be a solid favorite. They've already beaten Stanford, um, which, by the way, is my number two team, Stanford. Cardinal, the defending champion, Um Stanford's pretty loaded too. I love Stanford's post players. They have a a variety. They have a quick post. They have a big athletic post. And they have a post who shoots threes, and uh, and and they'll use all of them. And 
and they have guards and they have shooters and they don't have a true point guard. If you can pressure them, that's what that's the separation between Stanford and South Carolina. Number three, if you've been following women's basketball this season, you might be surprised. Number three is UConn. And I know what you're saying. UConn, haven't they been struggling this season? Yes, they have. They have they've been hurt by injuries. Paige Beckers, the player of the year, has missed most of the season. Um I, I watched them one game. They had they were down to six players. And I watched them beat a top 25 team with six players. And the thing is, they're starting to play really well with those injured players. And now some of those injured players are coming back. They got two back last week. Paige Beckers is expected to be back before the tournament. And once they get everybody back, UConn will be a team to be reckoned with. And I'm not thrilled about it. I hate UConn. Number four, another surprising team, maybe. Maybe a surprise. Uh, Maryland. I picked Maryland last year, and then they got into the NCAA tournament, and they absolutely imploded against uh, Texas. Um, they should have been in the Final Four last year. Uh, and this team has talent. They've also been hit with some injuries. Um, a couple of their key injuries won't be bad. I know one girl toward ACL. But uh, they have so much talent. They have athletic fours. They've got shooters. They do have a good guard. Um, they've had a couple of losses this year, but I, I think Maryland. I think this is the year they're going to they're going to play in the tournament the way they play in the regular season. And um, so that's my number four. The number five team. Let's discuss this because um, my number five is a little different. The the usual suspects for that next spot would be Arizona, which made it to the state to the to the national championship game last year. Louisville, perennially a top Final Four, um, considerate, and North Carolina State of the ACC. Um, don't like NC State. Never have. I think they're a little overrated. Uh, their big, their post player is really good. I think she's overrated. I think she's soft. I, once they get to the tournament, I just don't think they have enough. They're a regular season team. Louisville, like Louisville, um, like their guards. I just don't think they have enough. Same with Arizona. Arizona's best player graduated last year. I don't think they replaced. I just don't think Arizona is as good as they were last year. And I think a lot of their success last year, they just got hot at the right time also. Other teams you would consider would be in the either Big Ten, Indiana. Very good. Michigan, very good. I just don't think they have enough. Um, people think Tennessee is good. I don't. I've seen Tennessee a couple of times. I don't see I – mean, they got ranked as – I want to say in the fourth or fifth in the country, and I'm just looking at the ranking going, really? I don't see it. Um, I know they've got a couple of losses later uh, later in the season, which is kind of proving my point. They're falling back to where they belong. I don't think Tennessee will be a factor. Um, and so who's left? Um, a team that I actually do like. I'm talking about teams I don't like. I like Georgia Tech a lot. Their defense is really good. I love the way them play defense, which is saying something for me because I don't really care for defense. Unfortunately, they don't have the offense. They don't have a point guard anywhere on campus. 
and the point guard position is vitally important in the tournament, and I think that's what's going to kill Georgia Tech. That being said, same state, my number five team will be Georgia. Yes, Georgia, a little bit of a um, underdog, I think. Um, they've had some losses, but they have a dominant post player. When she's not in foul trouble, they're very good. When she's in foul trouble, they're very mediocre. They have good guards. They have athletic guards. They have a shooter with the post. Uh, yeah, I like Georgia. I think they're going to get hot at the right time. I, you know, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if Georgia makes a run in the tournament. Um, as far as the smaller schools, the team, that if, you, if you're looking for upsets in your bracket, BYU, Brigham Young. I like their team, mid-major team. I think there's something like 20-something and two. Um, they, they've got guards that I love. Their guards, they've got a six-seven post who's eh, but she's six-seven. Um, but I can see BYU upsetting a couple of teams. Don't be surprised if BYU makes a run, Sweet Sixteen, maybe even the Elite Eight. Uh, I don't think I think the top five or six teams in the country. I just don't think they can, BYU can handle them. They don't have enough size or depth, but. BYU, I like their team, and they could make a run. They could be a small school. When you get your brackets out, if you want to pull some upsets, look, look, look find where BYU is in the bracket. But uh, this has been a really fun women's basketball season. If you guys don't watch women's basketball, if you like basketball but you don't watch the women's game, you're missing out. It's old school basketball. There are so many dominant post players in the women's game. They play it the right way. They go inside out. Um, I know NC State has a post, dominant post. Uh, Virginia Tech uh, has a dominant post. South Carolina has a dominant post. Stanford has a dominant post. Indiana has a dominant post. Nebraska has a dominant post. Michigan has a dominant post. It's And they all, you know, they, they pound it inside, and then they kick the ball out to shooters. And it's just it's basketball the way it was meant to be played. The women's game is what it's all about. Um that's all the time I'm going to take up today. That's my top five. Congratulations again to Dante Maker, state runner-up in wrestling. Good luck next week to Junction City Parker's Chapel. Eldoretta's girls, by the way, are one win away from qualifying for the 5A. They don't have a regional tournament, uh, but I look for Eldorado to get that win next week. Uh, they have um, Sheridan, Texacana, uh I looked at the bracket or the the, the um, records, and you know I don't see how they're they're number three. Four teams make it. I you know the coach says there's still a chance they could not make it. I think they're in, but uh, good luck to Eldorado's girls also. And um, let's call it a day for that. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, look forward to talking to you again next week. As you were.